successful media and public affairs consultant, accomplished entrepreneur and national writer and contributor, attorney who served in the Missouri House of Representatives, worked in the White House and CNN, thought leader, entrepreneur, and host who takes the conversation to the next level. Prepare to get rare access to fascinating guests. You're connected. You have the it factor. You've joined Grill Nation. Connect with Jason on Twitter at Jason Grill. Connect with the show on Twitter at Grill Nation Show. And online at GrillNationShow.com. Welcome your host of Grill Nation. Always dressed up and ready to go even in a radio studio. Here's Jason Grill. Hello everybody and welcome to Grill Nation on 980 AM KMBZ and on GrillNationShow.com. Appreciate you joining as well today on podcasts via iTunes. And tune in radio. I'm your host, Jason Grill. You can connect with me on Twitter at Jason Grill and at Grill Nation Show. Hope you're having a great week so far. Uh, exciting show today. Uh, I want to thank our partners and supporters of Grill Nation with Jason Grill off the top of the show today. They are Trust, MoBank, BOK Financial, Two West Advisors, and Ryan Rink. Those are our title sponsors of the Grill Nation Show. Also, contributors and guest hosts of the show are The Rieger. KC and Jay Rieger and Co. Ryan maybe is a quarter or a bi-monthly guest here on Grill Nation. Enjoy having Ryan on the show. Can't see Power and Light District. Uh, we're going to be talking to them again very soon. And Reactor Design Studios and Clifton Alexander, guest host and on-air contributor. Clifton always brings a lot of energy, grit insight, and uh, looking forward to have him on again. I believe next week you'll be coming on and joining me on the Grill Nation show. On today's show, we are going to be talking about some exciting events coming up here in Kansas City, as well as talk uh, about technology, thought leadership, and entrepreneurship with our second guest. Our first guest today uh, is Stefan White, who's the president of Friends of the River. Uh, I'm going to have him on to talk about some of the things that are going on with them and kind of educate us on that, but also talk to us about that what they are staging here in the month of May uh, the Guinness Book of World Records' biggest lightsaber battle will be taking place at Berkeley Park on May the 6th as part of Cystic Fibrosis Awareness Month. All proceeds will be going to Children's Mercy Hospital. So we're going to have some fun here. We have some lightsabers in the studio today. Uh, we've never had those in studio, so that's pretty cool. And then after uh, <laughs> Stefan, we are going to, Stefan, excuse me, we are going to be talking to George Brooks, who is the founder of Crema Labs in the Crossroads. Uh, great guy. Great thought leader in the area and has a good company that he's grown with his his co-founders. Wanted to have George on the show, had him on maybe when we were the entrepreneur KC so many years ago um, to kind of catch up with us and see what he's doing. He's doing a lot of international and uh, projects throughout this country and throughout international uh, land. So we'll have George Brooks on the show coming up here shortly. Appreciate you again for joining us today on 980 AM. Again, connect with me on Twitter at Jason Grill. Here we are with our first guest today. Uh, what's going on today, Stefan? Thank you very much for having me, Stefan. Stefan, I keep... Stefan, Stefan. I'd answer to I anything. I feel like now. Stefan is cooler. Stefan, oh. like, <laughs> it's what my mother calls me, but the other half of the family calls me Stefan. So. Stefan, Stefan White is here. Uh, reached out to me, a listener of the show, which I appreciate. Yeah. Uh, reached out to me. We have a mutual friend at the Casey Pet Project, Tori, over there, who was on the show recently. And uh, got an email from you, and I'm very excited to talk to you because I don't know very much about Friends of the River, and I know you've been very passionate and active in this uh, for many years We've as the president. 
just recently, the president, I, I don't claim the, the last 14 years of what we've done, but, um, but 14 years we've been around KC. Um, it was actually established or, or started um, to raise money and funding for the Lewis and Clark Bicentennial. And as they were tracking Lewis and Clark moving across the country, um, each city that, they, that they, they passed through was holding a big celebration. And so Friends of the River was founded as part of that uh, celebration to happen again down at Berkeley Riverfront Park. Because which they, is a great park, which uh, awesome. is going, undergoing a lot of uh, developments going to be happening down there on the riverfront, I think, soon. Uh, you know, I go down there sometimes, and it's just, there's just, some weekends it's just packed. You know, you forget about it sometimes. It's such a good asset. I think it's one of the most forgotten things in Kansas City. It's yeah. this, it's this park that's in the heart of the city. And I talk about a lot Berkeley Riverfront being, being zero in the city because all of the streets, whether you go north or south or east or west, the river is zero. And so that park is actually in the heart of the city hmm. and, uh, it's open 24 7, 365. It's well lit. You can always find people down there with dogs and running and all there's, kinds of there, stuff. And there's always something going on there. It seems like too. We and keep especially it busy. In the summer months. We like to keep it busy down there. One day I went down there uh, last year, I think it was, for a run or something, and there was like 2,000 people doing yoga down there, some wanderlust type stuff. And yeah. I was blown away. I was like, whoa, what's going on down here? But it was so cool. There is so many things happening. And uh, what do you do in your, your, your day-to-day? You day, know? day job, I, I'm all over the city these, these days anymore. Um, I actually partner with George on some projects. Um, so that's funny that oh, he's do coming you really? next. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, Did not know that. That's the power of Kansas City. <laughs> it really you know, is. It's a, it's a two and a half million uh, people city, but it's really uh, a big town, right? There's just 12 of us that know each other. <laughs> um, but yeah, we have a, uh, we have a design company. So, um, web and web apps and letterhead oh, and cool. business cards. And then we also do weird things, um, like TV sets and staging for theaters and you name it, we do it. That's great. Uh, entrepreneur yourself then, huh? Yes. I try to. I've, any- I've failed more than I've succeeded, but, uh, <laughs> but I, I still claim it, yes. Uh, any, uh, any good advice you have for any of the folks listening today about being in the business world and, and being successful? Even though you said you failed, but that's the best part about entrepreneurship. You learn from your failures. So what, what, what little tidbit do you have for us? Anything there you can share? You know, it's kind of a, it's a, a, it's a lame quote, and I don't know who said it, but I heard it. I don't know, maybe 10, 12 years ago, is um, when you ask for money, everyone will offer advice. And when you start to offer, or when you start to ask for advice, people will start to offer you money. And uh, I don't know who said that. I don't know. I can't even remember who told that to me. But it was a fascinating thing. When I was trying to launch the very first business, every conversation was, do you have money? Do you have money? Do you have money? And as soon as I changed the, the conversation to, do you have advice? Do you have advice? Do you have advice? More and more people started offering money. And it was just a weird thing that's always stuck with me in the back of my head for the last 12 years is that never ask for money, ask for advice, and people will just pull their checkbooks out, especially in this town. There is always someone that wants to invest in something here. I've never heard that before. That I don't know who said it. So if not, I'm going to take it and claim it as my own. You should. I would. <laughs> I would definitely do that. Um, that's so cool. So you're, you're, just a, you're just a very busy person, it sounds like. I try to stay that way. Yeah. Lots of sleepless nights. So Friends of the River, um, what kind of time does that take up in your, your daily life? Because, well, because off air we were talking about some of the events you have coming up. It seems to me that it there's a lot of things that happen. Kind of, We're now starting to start that process. For months you're going to have stuff going on with that. Yeah, pretty much uh, as soon as, as May hits, we will run something every weekend or every week down there. 
in the park all the way through the end of August and even into September. Mm-hmm. Um, Fourth of July being one of the... Fourth of July being the biggest thing that we do. It's it's one of the largest events in Kansas City, and that is KC River Fest. It's the, the all-day um, food trucks and games for kids and activities, and the KC Kite Club comes out, and we've got some really cool surprises this year. Uh, 14 bands across two stages, and then, of course... We end with Kansas City's largest uh, fireworks show, and it's right there over the Missouri River. <clears throat> Very cool. Incredible photos, and anytime you see an advertisement for, for Kansas City, I love the fact that I can count all of the photos of our event in that, that Visit KC advertisement. Again, Friends of the River, Kansas City, and we're going to be getting into this awesome event they're going to have coming up here in May. I can't wait to talk about that. The lightsaber battle, trying to set a Guinness Book of World Record here, um, is a uh, organization, organization formed and operated as a volunteer board formed in 2004 to manage the Lewis and Clark Bicentennial Celebration. 4KC now hosts the Midwest Premier Independence Day event, KC Riverfest. Uh, all different types of events, including history and education, conservation, recreation, entertainment, to draw attention to the organizations working to make the Kansas City Riverfront a special place for all to enjoy. Again, we sometimes forget about that, uh, but it is such an asset here in Kansas City. Uh, Stefan White is our guest, Friends of the River. Really excited about our next segment, Stefan. We're going to talk all about this lightsaber battle you have coming up here and on May 6th. And I brought some lightsabers, so I, we can I battle. I can't wait. I can't wait. We'll be right back <laughs> after the break with some lightsaber battles here on Grill Nation. Welcome back to Grill Nation with Jason Grill. Appreciate you joining us again after the break. Hope you're enjoying the show today. We're listening. You're listening on 980 AM KMBZ or on podcasts on iTunes or Stitcher Radio. Thanks, thanks to those joining us online as well at GrillNationShow.com. We're talking to Stephen White, who is a president of Friends of the River. Good a tutorial there on what you guys do each year. Um, Stephen on, on those, uh, all the things that happen at the riverfront. But one of the reasons why you reached out uh, we got connected was the Guinness Book of World Records lightsaber battle um, attempt for charity, uh, cyst- kicking off Cystic Fibrosis Awareness Month with lifesaver battle May 6th at Berkeley Riverfront Park is the main event. There's going to be all kinds of other stuff happening too. Battle for KC to benefit Children's Mercy Hospital. Pretty cool. You, you've been working really hard on this. It has been a, it's been an exciting 10 months. Um, this, this started as a, a, a weird conversation that we had as the board. For years and years, we, um, we ran movies on the riverfront and we would put up one of those gigantic screens in the middle of the park and, and have a projector and a sound system and people would come and they would watch uh, a movie, usually a movie from the eighties. Sure. Um, the good ones. Uh, yeah. The good ones that, that everybody <laughs> loves and knows and can quote along to. Yeah. And, and we've done that for almost seven years and now you can't throw a rock in Kansas City and someone's not showing an outdoor movie somewhere in a park or on the side of a building or, or whatever it might be. And so I came back to the board last year in August, and I said, I just think that this has been done. We started it. Let's start the next big thing. Uh-huh. And so I challenged every board member. We have 22 on our board to come with an idea, whether it's a one-day event, whether it's an afternoon event, whether it's a recurring event, whatever it might be, come to the table next month with some idea that we can that we can replicate and that would take over movies on the riverfront. So we had some incredible ideas pitched. Um, actually, we're moving on three of them this year. 
Um, the first one being Riverfront Fitness, and we're actually offering uh, fitness classes every Wednesday from 6 o'clock to 7 o'clock, uh, May through August, September, mm-hmm. um, in the park. Um, that will happen every week. And then we also are going to do, um, on August 20th, part of International Picnic Day, a thing called Play at the Park. And we got uh, 111 gigantic seven-foot swans that we're going to race down the river, kind of like those duck races that oh, they sure. do that you've seen on TV. Duck races. Everyone loves a good duck race. But this time we're going to do a giant swans. We're looking for companies to sponsor a swan so they can have bragging rights that they have the fastest swan in the Missouri. Um, and I actually found a paddle boat that looks like a swan, and I'm trying desperately to convince Mayor James to to get in that paddle boat and lead the uh, lead the swans down the river. That'd be kind of cool. I would love it. I would, I would love, love that. I, that. That that'd be a that'd be a great photo op. So, so the people came up with great ideas, yeah. and the the idea that I never thought was going to pass the the board, the the idea that I never thought was going to get off the table, was Stephen came to us and and he had this idea for the Guinness Book of World Records largest lightsaber battle. There's a lot of tie-ins with the month of May, May being Cystic Fibrosis Month, like you mentioned, and mm-hmm. also there's a direct tie-in to Children's Mercy Hospital in the fact that a lot of people haven't been into Children's Mercy Hospital, but you go into that place and it feels like, it feels like Disney. It feels like, like some other place that's not in Kansas City. And they purposefully do that. Mm-hmm. But one of the tie-ins with cystic fibrosis and all of the breathing treatments and the mouth apparatus and the things that, that the kids have to do is, is a lot of masks and a lot of, of headwear. Mm-hmm. And so there's a direct tie-in if you get on any of the internet stuff between cystic fibrosis and Star Wars. And so we just thought, what a great opportunity to run with this event, and and let's do it. And so Stephen pitched that we have the Guinness Book of World Records' largest lightsaber battle. We take over companies and 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 landmarks in Kansas City and government agencies. Um, and he pitched it to the board, and I never in a million years thought that it was going to get voted on by the board and pass, and it unanimously passed. Wow. So then we took it to Port KC and pitched it to them because Berkeley Park is is their park. And and I never thought it was going to pass Berkeley Park, and they came back with flying colors, and they said, how can we be involved? And they were actually our very first sponsor to sign up and sponsor the event. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we took it to the city. And, of course, every step along the way, I think we're going to get shut down. We're going to get shut down. We take it to the city, and the city's like, game on. Let's do this. Let's try it. Yeah. So the city hopped on board, and then the next step was KCPD because we're beating each other with sticks in a public park. And they came back, and they were like, no, this is totally okay with us. So – here we are, 10 months later, getting ready for Battle 4KC, the Guinness Book of World Records' largest lightsaber battle. Oh, my gosh. Plus, you get the Guinness Book of World Records people coming. They were. That was a lot of back and forth and, and one of the craziest contracts I've ever seen in my entire life with all the rules and regulations and stipulations. But um, but, but, what, a, but what, a, uh, what an experience and what a, a good fundraiser. And also, too, what a great visual. I mean, for, for, your, cool. for, your, uh, for our city and for um, your organization. I mean, just for if, you know, with the media exposure that we'll get out of this, uh, both locally and nationally, hopefully. And we feel that and there's going to be quite a bit of it. There's yeah. a lot of stations locally that said, we want to be there. We want to do the thing. We want to follow you guys around on the 4th and the 5th and the 6th as you put this together. So May 4th is where it starts, kind of May 4th, be with you, the whole That's Star the Wars thing. Yep. Um, so you guys are going to be doing this on the 6th at 4 p.m. at Berkeley Riverfront Park. But we won't spoil anything, but there could be other surprises as well. We have lots of surprises yeah. in store that evening on the 6th. The comic, um, or the, uh, I'm sorry, the costume contest mm-hmm. isn't a big surprise. A lot of people want to dress up and come and do the thing. And we really wanted to hold this on May the 4th. Mm-hmm. But in talking with families, it was just 
too difficult to, to put the thing together on a Thursday night and have people come out and participate, especially because this is a family-friendly event. So we just thought, all right, let's move it to Saturday, and we'll put it on May the 6th. And as soon as we announced it on the Internet, the Internet kind of took over and has made it May the 6th. Yeah, right. And so it's kind of <laughs> taken on a life of its own. Yeah. Um, and then, too, we have in Kansas City right now or this weekend, we have the uh, – not Comic-Con, but there's a comic-type – event going on too so this is like an entire like week of of comics and star wars and lightsabers and costumes i mean it's crazy we are kansas city give us your artists give us your nerds give us your entrepreneurs <laughs> we will take all of you into this city i always think it's interesting because i live downtown when there's always there is always stuff going on and i didn't realize that till i moved down there uh people that don't live down there don't realize that there's always constant movement and people think on the weekends everyone leaves from the offices but on the weekends it's even more busy um you know last week we had huge sporting tournaments going on with uh mm-hmm. youth volleyball whatnot thousands of people down there um at all times last night we had wwe and now i'm starting to see people in costumes walking around so uh <laughs> it's already starting they've they've started loading in uh, into bartle hall already and and it's a uh, it's if you look downtown, it's an interesting mix of it, people. It really is. And then I remember last year, I was I went to a Royals day game, and then I got in the in, in, uh, the elevator at uh, at Costantino's or One Life Fitness with uh, Lou Frigna, the Hulk. So yeah. I mean, it's funny who you'll run into, right? <laughs> Did he have his giant Hulk hands? He's or? a big guy. He is a big guy. But um, <laughs> anyway, so so you know. Just you have to show up with a lightsaber. How's this going to work? So if I'm wanting to attend, sure. I know you have a website too. We want to want to promote as well. We have the web and and uh, all of the social media, and they're all Battle Four KC, and the, the four the is actually the number four, not okay. not the word four, um, across all the social. But there are ticket packages. Part of of what we do with Friends of the River and part of our our charter of our board is that everything we do at the park has to be accessible to all walks of life and all people of the city. So there's always a get-in, participate dollar value. And for that, we've got a $10 ticket that gets you into the event and it gets you a lightsaber so you can participate. And then oh, there's cool. tickets that stay And you've got lightsabers there. here. I do have lightsabers. These are cool. In my garage right now, I have 10,041 of these. So. And we will post a photo of us <laughs> on the uh, Grill Nation website as well as on my social media with, with what these lightsabers look like. I like it. I've... I haven't had one of these since I was a kid, man. You've, a waited, you've waited this long? Yeah, yeah, and I'm a Star Wars fan. I'm a Star Wars and Batman guy. Which I is never weird. got into Spider-Man or Superman. I was always about Star Wars and Batman. Those I like my- Batman and I like the Green Lantern, but that is, okay. that is as deep as I went into it. I'm not a Star Wars fan. I probably should not admit that, <laughs> but I, I never got into it as a kid, especially when the new movies came out. I really didn't get into them. I oh, tried I, my hardest. I, I got into them because I remember... Uh, Remember, I was in college when they came out, and so I was watching them with the girlfriend in college. She had yeah. never seen the beginning one, so we went through all of them. At that point, I think there were six of them, and I've been going religiously every year to the to the, to new, the ones. new ones. The even, new ones even, are good. Yeah, they are. Even the middle ones, like even like the one that came out last year, like the middle story, where they're like now they've got so many things, it's kind of hard to keep track. And two of the main characters, in my opinion, in the last two movies look very similar. The female character, they look very. Uh, they look alike to me, so I'm getting mixed up in my head. What what movie was that? What movie? You know, it's but they are entertaining. So, You're gonna make uh, so many Star Wars fans upset with you uh, on the internet right now. <laughs> I do it all the time. Every time I say that that I'm not a Star Wars fan, but I can hold a Star Wars event, pe- people just come out of the woodwork. Like, let me tell you the 40 reasons why you should be a fan. So May 4th and May 5th, 
corporate takeovers. Corporate takeovers. We will we'll, come to your office. We will battle. We will give you all uh, lightsabers and let you battle the stormtroopers that we deliver to you and have a lot of fun and raise money for Children's Mercy. So Battle KC kicks, uh, kicks off with a week of events beginning at Planet Comic Con on Friday, April 28th. Corporate takeovers Thursday and Friday, May 4th and 5th. And then Saturday, May 6th at 4 p.m. at Berkeley Riverfront Park with the lightsaber battle. We're going for the Guinness Book of World Records as the largest lightsaber battle in the galaxy of any city? Of any city of uh, in the entirety of the world. What we found with this is there's a lot of places and a lot of people that have claimed that they have um, done this before, but no one has appropriately filled out the paperwork. Mm-hmm. So we're the first people to fill out the paperwork and actually lock this in and say that we can hold this title. So if one person shows up, we have done the right paperwork, we can hold the title. Again, this is to uh, benefit Children's Mercy Hospital's Cystic Fibrosis Center and a great organization, obviously, at Children's Mercy Hospital. Um, it's a great opportunity to eliminate a greater evil. Cystic Fibrosis, have some fun. The website, again, is battle4number. It's the, the number 4kc.com if you want more information. Um, Stephen White has been our guest president, Friends of the River KC. Again, be looking out for stormtroopers all around Kansas City on May 4th and 5th. Uh, there'll be some potential surprises as well. You never know where they'll show up. You never know where you might need a lightsaber. Uh, the local business community is heavily involved in this. We're going to see all kinds of things on social media. You're going to see things on the news. Great way to get involved. Great way to, great time to visit the uh, Berkeley Riverfront Park. Uh, looking forward to seeing it. Uh, can't wait to see how it goes, man. I know you've been working hard on this. Thank you. And an awesome band is opening us up. The Fantastics are playing out there um, for the first hour and a half. Family friendly as well? Absolutely. We'll see kids. We'll see parents. We'll see people of all ages. And Children's Mercy has their team out there. It's disability friendly as well. Oh, just, great. Just show up and we will take really good care of you. This is going to be a great event here May 6th at 4 p.m. at Berkeley Riverfront Park. Thanks for coming in today. Thanks so much. We'll be right back on Grill Nation. Hello and welcome back to Grill Nation with Jason Grill, 980 AM, KMBZ, and on GrillNationShow.com. Appreciate you podcasters listening as well on iTunes and Stitcher Radio today. Great segments there. It was fun to talk about uh, the largest lightsaber battle in the United States and country uh, happening in Kansas City, May 6th. We hopefully set a Guinness Book of World Records. Be on the lookout for stormtroopers. Throughout Kansas City, it's a really cool event for Children's Mercy Hospital. Friends of the River, KC, appreciate our guests for joining us in our first and second segments today. I want to thank our partners and supporters of Grill Nation again. I, I just They're just great people here throughout Kansas City. Uh, I'd recommend them highly if you need help in any of these areas. Uh, title sponsors are Trust, MoBank, BOK Financial, and Two West Advisors, and Ryan Rink. also want to thank our guest contributors and co-hosts, as well as on-air supporters, the Rear KCJ Rear and Co., Kansas City Power Light District, and Reactor Design Studios. Our next guest is a guy that, if you have uh, worked in the entrepreneur space here in Kansas City, for you know the 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 basis of since kind of we kind of had a rebirth, I guess. Hmm. Um, he was involved with One Million Cups for a while. Uh, he's he started a business called Crema Labs with uh, a great co-founder, uh, but he's been around kind of the the tech world slash design world slash entrepreneurship world in Kansas City for a handful of years and uh, does a great job with what he does. George Brooks is fi- is joining me today uh, for our third and fourth segments, founder of Crema Labs, correct? 
Well, we shortened it. Crema.us. It's Crema.us. It's Crema. We're just, we're just Crema now. Cause we, you say criminal, Crema lab at a party and people think you say criminal lab. Ah. And we're not a criminal lab. We don't, we don't, um, we don't experiment with criminals. Well, so. it's funny you say that because I was just at the, um, in the FBI Citizens Academy, which we talked ah, about. Oh, yeah. And, uh, I was at the forensics laboratory the other day. It's uh-huh. actually in Briarcliff and it's oh. spectacular. They took us through the whole, I mean, these, these, you know, when there's a crime and there's a phone that's in the river for 42 days, when someone's submerged in the river, mm-hmm. they can make the phone work again. If they're a, a, a guy, a criminal shoots crazy. A, just crazy technology stuff, um, uh, but they are really a lab. Yeah, no, and, and we're 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 not like that, right? And so we dropped the uh, dropped the lab. Now I will say we still we still have. I mean, legally we're still Criminal Lab and, 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 online. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and also Criminal Lab for us, uh, the lab part of it is is all the projects that we're doing internally. Mm-hmm. So not our client work. So it's anything we're doing for ourselves. And you guys have uh, been around for a good amount of time now. It's eight years now. Is that it? Yeah, eight years, ten years on my own though. Okay. Um, so yeah. I went out as a freelance designer ten years ago. Okay. And uh, what was that experience like for you? Man, so some of these, a lot of people some, do that in Kansas City. Yeah, so some people know the story. I mean, I think that there's there's two different ways you can move into entrepreneurship. There's that 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 idea of what you want to go do, and you kind of pursue it, and you go for it, and it's a dream. And sometimes you're shoved into it. Mm-hmm. And mine was I was shoved into it. Either you get fired, you know, um, which happens, <laughs> or laid off, or whatever the word you want to use. Or around. you, you kind of want to. That's one way. Or yeah. you kind of like, you know what? I'm tired. I've got yeah. a, a potential yeah. people that want to hire me. Yeah, I kind of want to have some freedom. So mine was actually a different, completely different shoving off, and that was that my daughter, when she was born, was in the hospital for the first seven months of her life, mm-hmm. and so I was never at work, and and I wanted to be at the hospital, and I said, let me go be a contractor, and let me be a designer, and so. Um, so I literally started what would become Crema from KU Med, um, a hospital room in KU Med. And just, just a real quick to, to kind of finish that story. She's in third grade. We like you, that story. Yeah. She, if, like you, if you didn't know the stories. difference, she's, she's doing great. So I um, might have had two more kids since then, but she, she was the reason. And so I always know how long I've been out of my own by how old she is. I'll never forget that. So mm-hmm. she's 10 years old now and I've been in business for 10 years. And you guys have, have grown. We have, right? We feel like you I feel and your, your co-founder Dan. Yeah, Dan, um, Dan and I, we joined up, like I said, about eight years ago. Um, we stayed at that kind of, you know, sweet spot of like four to eight people for several years. And that was such a fun, like mm-hmm. small little boutique size. And, and then we kind of doubled up. So we're, we're, I think we're right at 20 now. Yeah. Uh, 20 guys and girls building epic products. It's a lot of fun. So, um, the website. Is crema.us, crema.us, crema.us. Still trying um, to get that dot com. <laughs> so expensive. <But> yeah, <laughs> I know, right? Um, again, just give us a elevator pitch on what you guys do. Yeah. So we work with um, funded entrepreneurs or innovative brands to create new products and take them to market. Mm-hmm. Primarily digital products. Um, we're really a product development studio. Mm-hmm. Um, so we help. Vet ideas, so we prototype and test new ideas, and then we actually build out full platforms, even ecosystems, and take them and try to get uh, users to get on board and help them grow. And you guys have worked both in Kansas City and uh, nationally and internationally, right? Yeah, I mean, it ebbs and flows. It's funny because we'll actually have a year where we will almost have no Kansas City clients and then a year where it's all Kansas City. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we've just kind of come up out of a year of working with guys in Toronto and New York Mm. and Cincinnati um, we've had a bunch of clients in, you know, San Francisco and Seattle, and then even as far out as, as Switzerland. And so, yeah, all over the place now. Yeah. Um, 
how did you how did you get in touch with those types of folks in different cities? I mean, I know Nate Olson works with you now. Oh, business Nate. development yeah, strategist. I'm looking yeah. at the website right now. But how do how do you when you're a Kansas City guy and um, building a, a you know a great company? How do you go a whole year like that and you have mm. business in all these other cities? I mean, what's what's the secret sauce to grow your company in other areas? Because I know a lot of people in Kansas City would love to know that. Yeah, I if think you could have, give us some tidbits there. Yeah, that's a good that's a good question. I think. Um, the short and long of it is, is uh, build really good relationships mm-hmm. and people are no longer, you know, staying in one spot. So n- once you build a good relationship, keep that relationship, keep, keep in touch with people as they leave, you know? So mm-hmm. that's, I think that's really what it came down to is a lot of the relationships for these clients and these projects that we had were because we kept in touch with people when they left Kansas city and went someplace else. So, um, our, that New York client we, we got because we kept in touch with a guy that moved from Kansas City, had a little, he was a part of a startup team here, went to Dallas. His brother was a hedge fund manager in New York, mm. right? And um, he, his business partner was moving to San Francisco. <laughs> Follow me here. So this is all about just knowing, you knowing people and, and keeping mm. a relationship um, warm. You know, um, I think that people underestimate just putting them the time to, to talk and mm-hmm. to catch up and shoot an email and say, don't forget about me. And that's hard to do. And you've, a lot you've, kind of of, you've kind of taken on that role, I think, in yeah. your your role now with yeah. the company. I mean, you're you're meeting new people. You're working you're, you're, working on the business and not in the business, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's it is difficult, but it's absolutely crucial. Mm-hmm. And and to be thinking about the fact, that especially no matter what sales you're in, whether you're a service based company or a product company or a technology company or anything in between, selling insurance, your your lead time is always going to be longer than you think. So start building relationships now that might pay off for something next year mm. um and 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 you have to be patient you have to be really patient that's true that is true we both have worked in the service industry mm-hmm. client service mm-hmm. and uh there's a lot of hurdles a lot of ups and downs and you sometimes want- you have to say no to oh, clients yeah that or, are- or to say you know if you're not going to make a decision let's just you know i'll keep in touch um if you know anybody else let me know but let's move on you know let's 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 get to what we both want to do in our lives now mm-hmm. we're talking to george brooks at concept guy on twitter Founder of Crema, to say that right? Yeah, Crema I like dot, that. Crema.us online. Yeah. This website looks good. Um, you guys have obviously are a tech innovation company and yeah. help people build great things. So yeah. obviously you'd have a good website. I hope so. Um, so talk to us about some of your, you know, some of the coolest things you've worked on or clients you've worked with. I mean, we might not have heard of them, but yeah. it really has been kind of inspirational to you. Uh, for what you've done recently. Yeah. I mean, I think there's, there's two clients that always pop up to the top of my head and one that we're still working with. Um, but there's a company based out of Cincinnati. Um, founders are in New York and Toronto and a couple different places, but, um, they're called Tiller. It's T-I-L-R.com. And they're really trying to disrupt the, the basically the on-demand hiring space. So you think of your Ubers or your Lyfts and there's this, this new model of an employee or a contractor. Oh, what are they, right? Mm-hmm. What are they that, that these people that work at a moment's notice? I call myself a consultant. Right. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. I like that. Yeah, but right. That's what people, yeah. you know, but everyone's like, what the hell do they do? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And they're so, making money, but what do they do? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How do you eat? You yeah. know? And, and so these, this company has really uh, built a, a really brilliant platform to help both um, companies, um, list and find on demand resources, you know, so being able to staff and place somebody in a very short amount of time or on the mm-hmm. flip side, being able to use mobile technology to, to have a network of resources that can pick up jobs at a moment's notice, moment's notice. And that could be anything from, you know, uh, stocking a warehouse to, you know, being a line cook, 
I mean, across the board or, you know, a freelance designer, those types of things. So they're really, um, they're taking on a big challenge. It's a big space. There's a lot of competitors in the space, but um, their vision for it is, is grand. So great company. And we've built all the technology behind that. So it's been a lot of fun to, to collaborate with them. Tiller.com skills meet opportunity. Yeah, Trademark that. That's great. Yeah. Cool. I think they, they, they're doing an epic job right now. That's very cool. Um, George, you guys are located in the crossroads. Mm. Uh, we had lunch the other day. That's kind of how we reconnected at Westside Local. Tell us about that experience and that office uh, space for you guys, because I know it's kind of on the west side of the crossroads. Yeah, yeah. Which used to be the cool side of the crossroads. It's not as it's not as cool as it used to be. I think East Side is now the cool <laughs> side of crossroads. It's expanding. It is. It is. So it was funny. We we moved in there what six seven years ago, and um, I still remember the day we moved in. A lady like running by and saying, "Did you see my?" Per, a guy with a purse. And I was like, where did we move? Like we, you know, we're, we're living out in the burbs. Right. And yeah. so we, 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 um, we moved in and, and she goes, you know, my wedding rings were in my, and she's getting married that day. And so no no, yeah, somebody stole her purse. It was terrible. And so we thought, where, what do we do? Where are we now? Now this is, you know, you, this is probably what, four or five years into the real, the true revitalization of crossroads. So there's, it was getting better. Right. Mm-hmm. But even since then, the crossroads is just lit up with like creativity and technology and business. And um, it's just a hub of, of a really great community. And I think that's what I've, I've just adored being a part and getting connected to the crossroads district is not only the other agencies and firms and um, in technology that's happening down there, but just knowing, you know, Evan over at Mildred's and his family that runs Mildred's, the coffee shop down there mm-hmm. and, and knowing um, Sylvia up the hill where best sub sandwiches. It's like, it's this little like microcosm of people that want to, want to just do great things together. Mm-hmm. So a I love of, it. A lot of entrepreneurs and in, in, yeah. in really good spaces down there. Everything's local. Yes. I love that. Yeah. George Brooks is our guest. Uh, crema.us is the website. Also on Twitter at Crimalab and also at Concepts Guy on Twitter. We'll be right back. More with Grill Nation after the break. And George Brooks, thanks for listening. Welcome back to Grill Nation with Jason Grill. Appreciate you joining us today on 980 AM, grillnationshow.com, and on iTunes and TuneIn Radio. Let's continue our segment with George Brooks, who's the founder of Crema. The website is crema.us, great company here in Kansas City. Also, uh, George is on Twitter, at ConceptsGuy. George, uh, you've been involved with the entrepreneurship world. Uh, I believe you got more involved maybe after the Google Fiber announcement. Were you involved kind of before that? Were you an early pioneer? I'll, I'll actually own that I was okay. because I, I was a part of the one of the first teams that put on the first startup weekend here. And that mm-hmm. was, what, nine years ago? Um, yeah. So that was pre, the fiber didn't exist. We were a bunch of nerds just hanging out in a room trying to build stuff. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So you've kind of seen a lot of the, the development of mm-hmm. the entrepreneur community kind of through the last, you know, eight or nine years. Take us through that. So uh, what has been good? What has what do we need to work on? And what have you seen? Because I know you've been very involved. Yeah, I, I think I think the thing that I'm really encouraged by and everybody that it's here, I'll just uh, as a as a kind of side story. What I love about working with clients outside of Kansas City is that they want to come to Kansas City. I kind of want to go to New York, right? I want yeah. to go to New York and Toronto and hang out. We with were just guys talking there. about California. Uh, the other yeah, day. California, right? <laughs> 
But um, more often than not, they go, you know, we've been hearing something about Kansas City, and I, I want to fly to you. I want to spend time with you there. Mm. And and that's and, cool. And there, so there is this still this buzz, and and I think a lot of that is attributed to to really just a lot of people that are very helpful. And I think that's a pro and a con, honestly. Mm. Um, I think that there's been so many people that have really tried to look for opportunities to bring communities together. So you've got the village, and you've got ECJC, and you've got um, uh, oh, the co- different co-working spaces now. Think well, like, big, you think know, you big, got, yeah. yeah, yeah. So then there's a bunch of bunch of them, and there's more coming. Oh yeah. And I think that's that's awesome. But the challenge is, is that at a certain point, we kind of have to stop being nice all the time, and a little bit get back to work, right? And actually, really figure out where we create our competitive advantages, mm. where we start to create our unique value propositions and actually grow companies that have real value. And that is hard. That is work that puts you have, sometimes you have to put your head under a rock and just grind. And, and I think that's discipline, discipline. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Discipline, right? Yeah. Habits, right? Yeah. Habits are in many ways, the formation of, of a great company. And, you know, I think we want to, we want it to be fun and for us to have this experience and to have this ecosystem, this culture. And I think that is awesome. I think it's needed as this kind of undercurrent, but what really needs to happen is then that these people step back in, put their head down and do hard work. Mm-hmm. And I think that's some of the things that, I, you know, you talk about the pro and the con or the good and the bad. And I think the good is that we are very helpful Midwestern, you know, look each other in the eye, smile, help you in any way I can kind of town. And that is different. Will, than, willing to talk to you, willing to meet oh, you yeah. for a coffee. Yeah. You no, know, willing, no. willing to connect you to somebody with nothing in return. And I've, I've rarely been turned down from any of that. And honestly, it's been a lot of the reasons I've built some good relationships. But at a certain point, I'll be honest, I disappeared for like a year and a half because I was working on growing Crema. When we went from 10 to 20 people, it was because I, I had to just grind down. I had to work in the business a bit and kind of really figure out how we're going to get our processes right, how we're going to grow our company's value. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's the thing I want to see more out of the community is people really working hard on figuring out how to build successful businesses, create value. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's the issue of funding. There's the issue of you know resources. And that will continue to be an issue. Um, people that really, really want money will feel like they can't get it. People that... You know, don't really need money. We'll get money that they don't deserve. Maybe you know, and there's just that's going to just be a part of of that kind of world. Mm. But I think that um, if you if you really have a passion, you really have a drive for it, uh, none of that's going to stand in your way of getting it done. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's that grinding that really takes a lot of work. If you have to work a full time job and then stay up till two in the morning every night working on your gig, do it. If that's what it, if that's what it takes, that, that would be tough to do too in your neck of the woods too with a wife and three kids. Man, right? I don't know. How and you I would still do, that. do it. I mean, to a certain extent, right? My have my habit routine. You talk about disciplines. Mm-hmm. Is being at the office from nine. I leave at five thirty. I'm home. I don't touch technology or anything work related until the kids go back to bed. And then occasionally, not all the time, I'm better than I used to be because I've got great people surrounding me at my company. But I'll open the laptop, laptop back up, get back to work. Right, y'all work till two in the morning because I still grind and I still love it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm still driven to do that. That's not for everybody, and I'm not suggesting everybody needs to do that to be successful. But. Whereas, I'm the guy that gets home and turns on uh, Better Call Saul or uh, The Royal. I'm Game not saying or, Netflix isn't or, on in the background uh, or, uh, <laughs> or uh, billions. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not saying it's not on in the background, but I, I'm trying to get some stuff. That's done. the problem, though. I mean, I find that it's in my life with. The work I do in crisis communications or media yeah. stuff, I mean, with clients, I mean, you're kind of always on. Yeah. You're always checking your email. You're always getting alerts. You're always having to respond. And that's kind of the nature of the beast of what we do. I mean, when you have clients, I mean, yeah. you, you are, you, you can't just 
close off the computer uh, on the weekend. They depend on you. Yeah. Um, and, and you want to go in above and beyond for them because if you really do serve them well, that means a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's, that's what I want to see more out of the community. I want to see people grinding. There's a, there's a handful of companies that I've, I've watched and I go, you know what? They weren't out at every networking event and they're the ones that are winning, mm-hmm. you know? And that is true. Like you, I remember in my, uh, growing my businesses, I was at everything at yeah. the very beginning. Yeah, at the early times. And then, you know, you start to have to kind of yeah. tail off. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and I, I, I need the problem with me is I start to tail off and then I don't go back. I know it's that one time or yeah. See, well, I mean, like I haven't like. been back to one man cups in a while, and that was intentional. And you used, used to run it. Yeah, I mean, and that intentionally so for a little while because when I stepped down as the the organizer, I still got people coming up to me going, "Can I get up on stage? You know, can I be the next person?" I'm like, I don't run it anymore. Like I actually had to step away so that I wasn't the face anymore. But that was good for you, yeah. Just to, to do one million cups. Oh, I love it. I think. I mean, I don't know. I think we met around that time. I met a ton of people through that. Yeah. People always go, did you get a lot of business? It's like, no, I got no business out of that. <laughs> and that's okay. Honestly, that's okay. What I did is I grew a network. Yeah. And I think, you know, business of business, right? And and um, found other people that I connected with and and still are, like I said, I'm still fostering those relationships years later. Mm-hmm. George Brooks is our guest. Uh, a couple minutes left in the show today. Uh, learn more about George at Crema. Dot us is his company that he started, a uh, company down in the crossroads in Kansas City. George is involved in a lot of different things, but also works pretty hard, too, uh, to get stuff done. Um, George, any anything you want to tell us about growing a business that's been kind of uh, challenges and some of the positives about that? Because, you know, if you mentioned you were kind of a boutique, which a lot of people are. I kind of like that. Yeah. Uh, but then there comes a point maybe where you do need to hire more people. I mean, we kind of intentionally, Dan and I sat down and said, well, what if? You know, what if we grew a little bit? What would that look like? I had a mentor. You um, make less money. You do. <laughs> you do. Because you have to invest, right? I mean, yeah. it is an investment. And But I remember a mentor saying like, you know, I wanted a uh, boutique a product company. And now he's a $300 million, you know, has hundreds of employees. And I said, well, how'd you get that big? And he goes, you know, one person always sounds, one extra one extra helper, one extra employee always sounds a little, little bit better. Mm-hmm. Just one. It's just one at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say, you know, the big things for us is we hired slow. We, we, we have only seen the companies that hired fast fail. Um, and so I'm, that's one of my big mantras right now is hire slow, get the right people, um, believe in those people, trust those people, give them autonomy to do great work. Um, and that's really what we've been focused at at Crema for the last really five years, really mm-hmm. focusing down is saying, how can we put processes in place and put the right people in place that I can trust to do the work and I don't have to watch over their shoulder. Mm-hmm. You know, I trust everybody in my company and really, they don't have to come to me anymore. And I think what's really awesome is now that there's a brand around Crema, less and less people know Dan and I. Mm-hmm. You know, more people know Crema than they do George and Dan. Mm-hmm. And I kind of love that. Mm-hmm. I want Crema to have a value and a brand on its own, not just just not you know. just I'm getting George with everything. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes, please. I know how that is. Yeah. You you, you got to touch everything. Everything. Um, well, George, I appreciate you coming on the show today, sharing some entrepreneurial thoughts and. Uh, a lot of great things that you've been working on. Uh, keep up the good work, man. Thanks. Uh, I know you're engaged. You're meeting new people all the time. All the time. Anybody wants to meet, I'll meet. <laughs> I love it. I love it. George Brooks, uh, founder of Crema. The website is crema.us. He's on Twitter at Concepts Guy. George, keep in touch, okay? I will, of course. Thanks for listening to the Grill Nation show today, everybody. Appreciate connecting with me, as always, on Twitter at Jason Grill and at Grill Nation Show. We'll see you again next week. Have a good one. Take care. Yeah. And the world